The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Masarowski. Another civil suit has been filed on behalf of survivors of the 514 top shooting, this time with a national organization getting involved. WBEN's Max Ferry shares some of the details. Two new lawsuits filed recently are taking aim at social media companies, a magazine lock manufacturer, a gun store, a body armor company, and the parents of white supremacist, Topps Market mass murderer, Peyton Gendron, for their alleged roles in aiding the gunman carry out his heinous acts of May 14th, 2022, on Jefferson Avenue. These two lawsuits are to answer this horrific injustice by shining a spotlight on this American disease of racism and gun violence that has metastasized every community in America. And we must stop the gun industry, the Internet, all of those who participated directly and indirectly in contributing to this unrestorable loss, injury and harm must be held accountable. Charles Bonner, principal of Bonner and Bonner Law. Every town law, Bonner and Bonner and Ryder Law represent the family of Celestine Cheney, who was murdered during the May 14th shooting, as well as representing over a dozen of the employees and customers who continue to attempt to manage and cope with the life-altering effects of the severe trauma they endured. Fragrance Harris Stanfield, a lead worker at the supermarket that day, shares the guilt, trauma, and uncomfortable situations that she has to manage every day, even mentioning that she now has to rely on her children more to help her with everyday tasks. You survived. You should be happy. You're still alive. Do you know how hard it is to be alive when you're not sure that you should be? I don't think people know how hard that is, you know? I didn't have to be shot to wonder why I'm still standing in front of you today. And I shouldn't have had to die for my family to get some assistance. And I shouldn't have to beg, and I shouldn't have to plead, and I shouldn't have to constantly explain why I need help. But that's what my life is like. The attorneys go into detail as to why they are targeting the parents of the shooter, the gun sellers, and social media. You can find those details at WBEN.com. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you. State Attorney General Letitia James calling on the federal government to expedite work permits for migrants. Newly arrived migrants in the immigration process are allowed to work but must have a permit first. That process can take time. In a letter to the Department of Homeland Security, James joined others who want the department to grant work authorization permits to migrants able to work. The argument from some, including Congressman Brian Higgins, is that allowing migrants to work legally will result in less help needed from the government. The New York Times has reported at least 90,000 migrants have arrived in New York City in the past year. Over 500 have been bused to western New York. 111 people now confirmed dead in the wildfires on Maui. Neighbors who still have homes are banding together. With most of their town completely gone here, neighborhoods on the edge of the burn zone are now on their own. Hanale is 11 years old and tells me at night he goes out and does looter and security patrols. Well, at nighttime, I stay up and security the road. And we do, like, looter runs. You know what looter is? Yeah. Yeah. We do that. The families here say their community has banded together. They've set up their own checkpoint with a sign that reads, Tourists Keep Out. Alex Stone, ABC News, in Lahaina. Melissa Adden is on the ground in Maui. Survivors sharing how they managed to stay alive despite the dangerous conditions last week. 
power line just went down. Shane True says he used a garden hose to battle the flames in Lahaina and believes those flames may have been caused by a downed power line. That whole place was just engulfed. Sean Kunanin sharing how his home was destroyed. I got one picture I grabbed from my house and I grabbed my passport. That's the only and my cat. Melissa Don, ABC News, Maui. Around here, new insurance rules have drivers across the state double-checking their policies. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. A new state law makes part of car insurance packages the ability for an individual to sue their spouse for damages stemming from negligent driving. The catch? Not everyone in New York is married. Dave Kirst of AAA says it's been around for about 20 years. It usually just entailed a piece of paper in with all of your annual policy documents that many times just got overlooked. So a lot of people were not aware that if your spouse was negligent in the accident and you were injured, uh, that you couldn't necessarily sue that spouse for pain and suffering or anything like that. Kirst says the state has required carriers to now enroll their clients into supplemental spousal liability insurance. He says victims in a crash could claim pain and suffering. Everyone had that opportunity except for your spouse. So now with this thing, you're just your spouse is now going to have that ability as long as you don't opt out of that coverage. Assembly member Steve Hawley says the new state law is flawed. First is you ought to have your own personal choices and ensure to opt in, not have to opt out. And secondly, are you kidding me? Single people, no spouse, have to have spousal liability coverage. Hawley is introducing a bill to tweak the law. Hear about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Well, it has a lot of people checking their policy to see if they want to opt out of that new insurance. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on this morning. Two mid-air scares happening this week. First, flames shooting out from the engine of a Southwest Airlines jet headed to Cancun from Houston. The plane had to turn around and make an emergency landing. Southwest says the plane experienced a mechanical issue shortly after takeoff. And in Miami, tense moments as a pilot suffered a medical emergency in the middle of a Latam Airlines flight headed to Santiago, Chile. There were three pilots on board and the crew tried to save his life. The plane made an emergency stop in Panama City, but Latam Airlines says after landing and receiving further medical assistance, the pilot passed away. Wow. Uh, and uh, two different scenarios that make you kind of shudder in midair. Lionel Moyes there with the report. Attorneys for the Tui family made famous in the movie The Blind Side, firing back yesterday against allegations they exploited former NFL star Michael Orr for financial gain. The family disputes Orr's claim that he recently learned he'd been tricked into signing a document making them his legal conservators after they took him in when he was a homeless teenage football player. We have more on this. The two we say Orr knew about the arrangement and even wrote about it in his own book years ago. This was somebody they treated as a son who has made public these allegations that are just ludicrous. The Tuies claim money from the movie was split evenly among the family and Orr, each getting $100,000, but that Orr threatened to plant a negative story about them in the press unless they paid him $15 million. That's Ariel Rushoff with the latest on that. A little bit of a discrepancy in the payments there, 100000 versus $15 million. Yeah. I'm no math major, but... They're kind of far apart right now. An urgent new warning about swimming in salt water 
and eating raw shellfish. Officials have announced three deaths in recent weeks, two in Connecticut and one in New York, from vibriosis, an illness caused by flesh-eating bacteria found naturally in salt water. People can get infected through an open wound or by eating raw infected shellfish, including oysters, clams, and scallops. Experts say the number of cases of vibriosis have increased over the years, likely due to warming coastal waters where the bacteria thrives. Ooh. Flesh-eating bacteria. Uh, anytime I hear about that, I just uh, I stay as far away as possible. It sounds that horrible. Is, uh, nuts. And, you know, one of the reasons I just don't raw fish, it just does not sushi, clams, shellfish. I, something about them, it's just never sat well with me. I've never been a huge fan. Yeah. I know people think I'm crazy, but no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's it just sounds, not for me. Doesn't sound good at all. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Partly to mostly sunny skies today. Temperatures will be up near 80 degrees this afternoon. Showers and thunder showers likely tonight with overnight lows in the low 60s. On Friday, a mix of sun and clouds. Breezy and cooler with a couple of showers, especially early in the day. Highs only in the upper 60s. Much nicer on Saturday. With your exclusive WBEN 7. Weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line, Buffalo School Board member Larry Scott. We're talking about back to school. Don't blame me. It's the calendar's fault. Larry, thanks for being with us. Uh, Buffalo School's getting uh, going here, getting ready for just from now. Students getting back into the classroom full time. It's got to be an exciting time for you. Yes, good morning, Brian and Susan. Um, yeah, certainly it's been a great summer. We've had some very robust summer school programs throughout the entire district that uh, many students participated in. And we are approaching that new school year. Um, I think one thing, well, two things that are going to be different and new that students and staff will be adjusting to and our families um, are the three-tier bell system with three different start and end times in order to hopefully and drastically improve um, our transportation, bus transportation for elementary school. And also we will have um, our evolved weapons detection systems um, up and operational in all of our elementary schools. Um, they were tr uh, tried throughout the summer in all the elementary buildings that had summer programs. Um, so it's every single school across the district should have those weapons detection systems up and operational this school year. All right, the uh, three bell start time system. First question, are there, do you have enough drivers and bus aids to begin this school year? So I, I wasn't able to get um, a count on bus drivers other than a, a subjective response that we're in a good place with drivers um, and factoring in our three tiered bell system. Um, we're hopeful that it's going to be um, a rather smooth start compared to the last two, three years uh, with transportation. Um, I did hear from HR last night that we have, uh, we are in the process of hiring 68 new uh, aids, bus aids for our buses. So that was very encouraging to hear. Um, that's long been an issue um, to try to get an aid on every single bus and I know that the district really held some um, successful recruiting events for bus aides in particular this summer. When you look at 
that changing scenario. Are you a little concerned? How ready to go is the district? We heard this story, and you know, not saying the same thing is going to happen here by any stretch, but uh, Louisville, Kentucky, having you know tremendous problems after they changed bell times, changed their kind of uh, busing routes, uh, resulted in a week of canceled classes because of problems. The same company behind that actually had troubles in Ohio last year when they were working on doing this. It seems like it's a lot less of a complex change. They had like 10 different bell times in Louisville. Uh, Here we're only talking about three. But what's your confidence level that this is going to go off without a hitch or only with minor hitches in the first week? Well, Brian, because it has been an issue, believe me, it it does. It is something that um, I'm anxious about. Um, because it it has impacted so many students over the past few years. Um, However, I did read about that Louisville uh, issue, and what I read is that they actually cut drivers with changing their bell times, and that was something, especially myself, I made sure we weren't just making this about something that's more efficient, that we were going to keep the drivers that we had and continue to hire more Um, along with this three-tier belt system um, so that we are providing much better, reliable transportation this school year. Um, If if there are complications, believe me, this board is going to be following up with questions. Um, You know, this was sold to us as the the best solution to improving our transportation crisis uh, this school year. And for me, most importantly, it's, bringing back transportation for after-school programming, which we did not have the past two years, um, which was a major equity, an issue with equity. Only students that had their own transportation were able to access after-school programming. And it's my expectation that students that need transportation will also be provided that after-school programming this school year. Where does transportation rank among, you know, questions you're fielding so far in uh, the summer months and as we approach the school year? Is this one of, if not the main concern of parents? Um, Certainly it it was the last two years. Um, I haven't really received anything um, this summer on it other than hearing, you know, uh, some parents unsure about what the start and end times are at their school. So that, that would be my first thing if parents are listening right now that you make sure you um, become acquainted with what the start and end time is for your children at each school that they attend because most likely it has changed and for some it may have changed quite a a bit, up to 45 minutes, and it's important to know those time changes. All right, Larry, on another topic with back to school, and school starts September 8th, first day of classes, are you aware of any new migrants that are enrolling in Buffalo schools this year? We heard yesterday Maryvale is getting 66. So we actually just re- received an update on this. And as of right now, today, um, there are none that are living in the city of Buffalo and none that have enrolled in Buffalo public schools. So this right now is not directly impacting uh, Buffalo public schools. Is it something, though, you expect to maybe be a fluid situation that could even change mid-school year? 
Um, yeah, I think it's something we need to be cognizant of. Um, I'm fairly confident that it would be something we can uh, manage if it's, it's a reasonable amount of students that enter Buffalo Public Schools because we have invested in such a, a great multilingual program um, department in our schools. And it, we, in my opinion, provide the most robust um, services to our new American families and to our English language learners. I was able to um, visit the international school, school number 45, where we had over 500 students that were enrolled in a summer school program there. Um, one of the programs actually serves students that have been in the country one year or less. And I was truly amazed at what I experienced and seeing what the students are doing in such a short amount of time, how much they've learned, and the joy in their faces. So if it is something that we are faced with, I think we will be more than prepared to handle it as long as, long as it's not um, a substantial amount of families um, all at once coming into the district. Larry, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I appreciate having me. Thank you. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.